Hey, this is Eric from Catching Light. Hey, this is Hemp. Hey, this is Glenn. Hi, I'm Steve-O. Hey, this is Drew Hines with Hindsight Imagery. This is Matt Callahan and Digimati Photographic Services. Hey, this is Jason, and welcome to Tales from the Pit. Welcome back to Tales from the Pit. Today we are on part two of our episode with Helen Collin. And Helen, can you tell us what it's like to be a woman of color in the rock and roll pit? <laughs> it's exciting. Um, I think one thing that's really cool about it is that uh, you're rare. So when, I'll give you an example. You know, I'll have my pass. And usually what happens, and, and um, I do this just to make sure that everything's cool, uh, during the day with production meetings that the production manager may have with the head of security, um, they will put in a word with head of security, point me out and say, that's Helen, she's going to be taking photos so that they already know who I am. They spread the word through security. And it's, for me, I requested that be done. You know, people probably, you know, may not, but I say, let's just smooth everything out on the top side so that when the show starts, everything can just go, you know, really smooth. Because, you know, the rock and roll world is not really a world where you see a lot of black people, um, you know, use it, sprinkling here and there, but not, you know, so much. So to be in the pit, actually, you know, first and foremost, beyond front row, you know, to have the ultimate best seat in the house besides a drummer, you know, but um, to be in that position, you just want to make sure that everything is kind of taken care of. I enjoy the rush of being um, there because it always feels representative. It, 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 I have no choice but to feel that. And I think that adds itself to making sure that I do a really good job because when you are, uh, a loner in what you're doing and your work is still going to be pitted up against everyone else who's doing it, they are going to check you out and go, you know, are you supposed to be there? So I like to shoot and take away all aspects of what I'm supposed to be doing and just have the viewer enjoy the work and forget who even shot it physically, if that makes any sense. So, um, yeah, it, it feels great to be there. It's an adrenaline rush. I know I'm representative of it, and I have a responsibility to be really good if I am going to be the only one there. And that's how, you know, my friends feel who shoot too. Same thing. Yeah, and you have, I mean, your talent is just off the charts regardless of, you, you know, anybody's you. skill. Your talent is just amazing. Yeah. And, and you, were just, you were just earlier talking about others as well that are really, really talented at this as well. Uh, it, it, yeah. Do you have a group of friends that yeah. you want to give a yeah. shout out to? I sure do. Um, I, so um, my homegirl, her name is uh, Karika Fields. We've been friends since high school. And um, she is part of a, um, uh, a, a black female photographer collective in Brooklyn, New York called She Shooting. And they've had exhibits and galleries and Karika 
She's been in books and she's got just classic shots. Like Karika is the only person I know who actually has a shot of Robert De Niro and Spike Lee in conversation. Like she's that chick, you know, she's awesome. Wow. Um, her ringtone is real by Duran Duran on my phone. Like she's, that's her vibe. <laughs> <laughs> and um, my other homegirl, uh, Santa McBurney. Oh, Santa, she's a beast. She, I met her when um, I was at wardrobe at the Murphy Fine Arts Center, another life, in, uh, at Morgan State University. And Sancha, uh, she was an art student. She is the type of art student who can draw realistically with pencil, where you look at it and go, is that a photograph? Or, you know, she's so talented in carvings and everything. Then she picked up a camera. And so she began shooting, and her skill set just amazing. So when she came out in 2014, she visited when um, I was out shooting with Def Leppard and Kiss. And like I said, I got her a pass to shoot. And I asked Eric Singer, I said, Eric, this is my girl. She brought her camera. Can we be in the pit together? So then you have the sister collective in the pit, you know, and um, she shot amazing photos and she submitted them to uh, Keith who you know takes care of all the photo stuff for her kiss and um they loved it i'm looking through my phone to see if i can find a couple of shots because she just really she murdered it she was amazing you know but sancha mcbarney harika fields i love you ladies and um see if we can uh get the sisters up (laughs) nice yes 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 this is an open invitation if you guys all want to come together and do let's just talk about let's go uh, get them on here absolutely absolutely very cool (laughs) <laughs> Absolutely. And I think that's really cool. I mean, that, this is, is, you know, that's a similar situation to what we have here. We have a very di- different styles of shooting, but when we all come together and we work together, we learn so much off each other. Uh, it's just nice to have that opportunity to be around other yes. talent like that. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. So here is an really amazing shot of Kiss. Uh, could you tell us more about this shot? Yeah, okay, so this right here, first of all, Eric Singer from KISS, the drummer, I love you, man. You are amazing. This tour, um, you know, I was shooting Def Leppard, and it was like, okay, Helen, so, you know, you get your KISS, when are you going to go shoot KISS? And I was like, um, uh, okay, okay, all right. I will be honest with you and say I was nervous, and I did not jump on the bandwagon right away because in my heart I was like okay you have to rock this so I I just was like okay I gotta think about this I don't really jump into stuff immediately if someone asks me to do something I really want to do because I need to think I'm a thinker my head has to kind of get the memory space going I gotta clean the card out put it in and get logical about it so I was doing like okay how can I shoot where can I shoot from um the band, you know, being on tour together, everybody gets to know you. Like, you know, Gene would be like, okay, I can guess what part of Africa you were from. You know, and you'd be like, wait, wait, Nigeria. You know, so, oh, my, my aunt, you know, he has this thing where he can pinpoint your ancestors and he's right on point. So we were all very cool and, and Paul is cool. And, you know, I was like, your last name is the same as mine. You know, going through all this stuff. And then there was the shoot. So finally, it was three days before the end of the tour, and Eric was like, you have to shoot. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, He said, you're going to shoot from my drum kit. 
I've never let anyone on my drum kit. You're going to shoot there. And I was like, uh, okay. So, you know, it was four days before. I, I, I went out and didn't shoot the night he said I was going to shoot. The next day when it was three days left, he was like, you're going to shoot. And it was kind of like they were going on stage like, where's Helen? Helen, we, I was like, oh. So I got my camera and I was wearing my black hoodie and I went and he told me where to send. My heart was beating so fast because I was like, this drum kit is, you know, everyone's, you know, looking. So I was like, how are they going to do this? I don't want to be a part of the show. And, you know, it's all about incognito when you're shooting. You don't want to upset the balance of what's going on on stage. And we went out there and I stayed on the drum kit and Eric would do stuff and say, okay, I'm going to stand up now. And then that's when you get this shot. And then the drum kit with the uh, finale would go 50 feet in the air. And he's like, okay, you're going to be on the kit and I need you to ride. And when I stand up, you bend down. And then I'm going to sit down and we're going to change places. Paul's going to swing the guitar and look up. And then you stand up and you bend over. You shoot. Like he was directing the shots. And I was like, oh, my God. I, I, you know, like it, I, I said, okay. The whole show, I literally shot every possible thing that I could. That was first night. Second night, you know, because it's three nights. So three, two, one. Second night, he said, okay, we're going to do it again. Because I looked at my shots and I knew the show, but it's like choreography. When you get to know where everyone is, that's when you get your shots. So that was a trial. The second time I shot and it was better. I did not do the thing that he wanted me to do standing up until the last night. And then there was pyro on top of everything else. And I was like, oh, my head is going to burn. I'm, this is crazy, you know. But we went up 50 feet in the air, and Paul did the guitar thing, and Eric was like, now. And I stood up, and a fan got a picture of me and sent it to me, shooting over the top. And I got the shot of Paul swinging the guitar, looking dead at me. And it was fire, and my belly did that thing. And I said, with Eric during the show I was shooting like crazy but he was being so charismatic he allowed me to get just wonderful shots and I used a fisheye the whole time you have to because we kiss I mean it's just crazy but one of those three nights I went around to the front because I didn't stay on the drum kit the whole time I went around the front and when Paul saw me he played to me for about four songs to the point that he sat on the edge of the stage and I stood between his legs and shot in his face. And he was singing and I was just between his legs. Like, and people were like, who is this black woman? What is going on? But I got my shot. So that's why you'll see um, one of the shots is black and white. And that's when he's just yep. getting up. And then he leans into the camera and then there's another one. You'll see with Paul, he's leaning in all the time, just looking at me. And he was giving me, I call it, he was just giving me the money, you know? And I was just like, oh my God. So with Eric Singer, I love him because he let me do something that he said no one's ever done. And I made sure I did exactly what I needed to do. Shooting Gene, 
piece of cake because every move is fire from him. Every move, you know. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Paul, he he played he, Tommy. Oh, Tommy, Tommy gave shots too. That's oh, yes, yeah. Yeah. That, you stole my yeah. question because I was going to ask you about there's a couple of him on your site, I believe. And I was going to ask I, you I about that, how that all came black about. Black and white. I cool. felt like, yeah, that's it. Paul was just playing to me. He was just, you know, it, and, and it was just, you know, it was just get it, you know. And um, that picture I did make black and white. Um, there, I think I shot it black and white. You know, when I was, there were times I was shooting him, I put the camera on black and white because I felt like, you know, there are certain photos, you know, um, you know, Freddie Mercury when he's like jumping in the air, you know, um, photos of, you know, the Rolling Stones, you know, it's just iconic stuff you remember and they're black and white. And I just wanted to go to a, a stark place and with his color works or some stuff, but then others, I just was like, let me see if I could just do something where I wanted to make them proud of me shooting that. And it worked out. And, and then a couple of years ago for their 40th anniversary, um, one of their guys hit me up and used a couple of the photos that I shot for their 40th anniversary tour book for Japan. So that was a blessing as well. So cool. And, and the fact that this is black and white, it's timeless. I have no clue whether this is 1980 something or right. tomorrow <laughs> or yesterday, you know, you have, right. it's just exactly. timeless. I feel confident right. that it's not tomorrow, Jay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well. All the thing on this, the it might most be next week. On this photo is that it might be next week. <laughs> the post editing on this photo, you can tell I just went in real stark with contrast and, and, and the the highlights and stuff like that. You know what I mean? But other than yeah. that, excellent. I mean, this is a beautiful, beautiful shot. I mean, can we go back to them. the to the drummer shot real quick of Eric? Yeah, just to listen to your story, and again, it's just I'm you know enthralled with all your story stuff but the uh you're telling that story about being behind the kit and i can tell you every all four of us are sitting there going oh man i wish i could get that shot (laughs) such the shot's great your story makes it better it's amazing yeah where where is that helen where is that being shot oh god um you know what? I'd have to look on the location uh, folder, and I'll let you know because oh, okay um, if you don't remember. it's three different nights. Um, the, like the other photo of Eric, where it looks like he's turning to the side, he's talking to me, and I took that sh- the 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 one that's at the bottom of the screen, lower left. He was kind of giving me the the rundown there, and I just and I and I shot him. But um, I'll I'll let you know. Last three nights of 2014. So. And, and that was Def Leppard and Kiss, right? Kiss. Yep, and they were flip flopping. Yep. So it would yep. be Def Leppard opening, Kiss opening. Was that the was that US? Do you remember, or was that uh, worldwide? Or yes, it was US. It was US, and I think we did Canada. I think we, I think we did Canada as well. I think we did wow! Yeah. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. Two iconic, <laughs> iconic version. bands. Of that, I don't know if you can see yep. that. Oh yeah, on her iPhone oh, again. Oh sweet. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> with the iPhone five on the iPhone five. <laughs> no, 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 that, this is in the Dropbox. I took that with the Sony, but yeah, I was just um, <laughs> trying to find so it. So cool. But, yeah, and then um, there's a shot in there, and Phil is with them because Phil did a night 
as Pierce. He did what he he dressed up in the boots. He walked around in Paul's boots. Um, oh yeah. He, yeah. Where is it? Did I give you that shot? Oh my god. Uh, let me look through here. Yeah, he did. He did like a night with the with uh with um a night with Kiss and wore their stuff and you know. Oh, right here. There it is. The black and white. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So awesome. So <laughs> what is it? So so tell me what it's like. So so you are like you said earlier. You're you're sort of taking shots and you have other photographers around you you must have a wide variety of types of people and photographers some are probably very understanding and some are probably not um i know we do we have a wide mix because every show could be a huge different type of mix of of photographers around you um what's that like um you're absolutely right about the different types, different personality types. Some people are really cool, but um, for the first three songs, I don't even go in the pit. I don't even right. go in. I stand at the side. I stand by, you know, Ronan is uh, right on his side. And I'm usually there with the security guard, you know, because they have to tell everybody, okay, song's over. You got to come out. And so I don't even go in. I, I will just chill. I, I, I initially went in with everybody and just like, held back but the personality types where I said you know I, I got my camera and it's just it was it was weird and so I was just like you know what I'm going to actually do two things one I'm going to give everyone their space and then two I'm going to utilize my leverage the way that I should use it so let me give them their space step out let them do what they are here to do and then I'll go in and I'll get what I need to get so I don't even really deal with it well, you know, that's that's and crazy. everybody's not a dick. You know what I mean? Everybody, sure. you know, everybody's not. But I don't even take the chance of finding out who's going to be. <laughs> oh, so I just, yep. you know, just step back. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Best way to deal with it. Absolutely. Yeah. And you know, um, it's funny because we did. Uh, I think I want to say, what show is this? Um, I forget when what what year it was. Maybe it was two thousand. It was two thousand fourteen again. And um. What was the band? Oh, God, I forget. But anyway, they had their own photographer, and she was this beautiful girl. Um, she was actually the girlfriend of the lead singer in the band. Um, I can't remember, but I'll hit you guys with, like, who it was. The Daisies? Something Daisies? And um, she was shooting, and great photos, talented. And um, she, I, was she Russian? No, she's. I think she was... She might have been like Russian, but she, you know, she looked exotic. She had blonde hair, pale skin, but gorgeous girl. And she had her camera. And she was the type of girl where she get in the pit, you know, and the guys, you know, they don't give her the space she needs and stuff. And I remember one night I actually went in the pit with everyone, and she was there. And instead of shooting, what I did was um, I told her because Def Leppard opened and she wanted to shoot them. I told him what shots were going to be. So I was like, Phil's coming over here now. You want to catch this because Viv and Phil are going to do this. And I just kind of trailed her. And she was like, oh, my God, no one would ever do that. And for me, it's like what you were saying about learning from each other. I didn't understand why someone who was on the road and wouldn't do that. I'd be like, why wouldn't I make sure that she got the best shots possible if it's the only time she's going to be able to get in the pit and get those shots? She's a photographer. She should be able to take the money home. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, so yeah. That's kind of how I, I think. You know, I'll, I'll 
be willing to help somebody because I think in terms of team, so if we're all working together and we all have to shoot together, if we all shoot great, we all look great. You know what I mean? So Absolutely. We you know? I don't think everybody's as magnanimous as that, but maybe I'm a little bit more pessimistic than I used to be in my old age. <laughs> present, present company excluded, gentlemen, because I certainly love working way. with you guys. But uh, well, uh, you know, and the and the whole end of things too. When you when you're doing things like that, you're just making the overall band look better, regardless. Yeah, because that's so, yeah, it's, it's a, yeah, and it's it's an yeah, just an awesome opportunity. Anyways. Um, okay, so let's talk about, um, well, I have it right here. So let's, let's jump right into this one right here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oops, well, hold on. For some reason, my screen is locking up here. All right, so you, can you, see, you guys see that? Yep. So I actually have it right here. I ran out and bought it the day it came out awesome. uh, and, and read it. So I kind of had a little bit of a uh, little bit of the history already uh, of, of both Phil and your, your, your time together and that whole uh -huh. process of how everything went, you know, being he sleeps with it, Helen, <laughs> <laughs> not exactly. It's on the side of my bed, but you know, whatever. Awesome. That's awesome. No, it's a great I, I, I want to add something, but I don't think. Uh, yeah, I was going to add something too. But <laughs> it, so, <laughs> so for those, and Helen, for those this is the way it is with us every day in the group yeah, chat yeah, and all that oh, stuff. Yeah, all the time. This is, this is the way it is. So, yeah, so I'm going to nerd out, and, you know, for those that don't know, I am, like, since day one, number one band of my entire life has always been Def Leppard. So, you know, um, again, having you on, first of all, with your history and your talent and your, you know, just your overall, you know, persona is just so wonderful. And, again, congratulations on everything you've done. You know, based on what you've told us, you absolutely earned it all. So it's super cool. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here for, for part for this anyways. Uh, but yeah, can you tell us about the book process? I, I know um, you've done a lot of publishing stuff, but can you tell us how this whole book thing, uh, were, you, were you part of the book? Did you help yeah, edit it, the book? Did you put your photos in it? Yeah. Um, so it wasn't, it wasn't really, I did, the shot that I took, I took that shot of Phil probably way before, you know, he was on a book. He was looking for a shot. And, you know, I submitted that to him and said, why don't we just do this one, you know? And he was like, oh, you know, the guitar 1957, London 1957 is a gift to him from, um, you know, Scotty Appleton, who was his guitar tech. Phil stole Scotty from Rush, you know, he always says. But um, Scotty had given him the guitar for uh, a present. And so he loves that guitar. And um, so I would always try and get really kind of iconic photos of Phil with it. And so when it came up that he was going to do this book, you know, because he was against it for a while, because you go, you know, to do a book about your life, you got to go in and you talk about stuff and you live your life. But then if you have to talk about it, you go, oh, I don't know if the people involved want me to say that. So he was going back and forth. But then finally, you know, um, you know, I write as well. So, I, you know, I said to him, I said, well, I'll, you know, help you and we'll get this together. So he, Chris Epting is a friend of ours and Chris had submitted, um, you know, to Phil, you should do a book. And Phil was like, okay. So Chris had went and, 
you know, interviewed Phil and got the questions and answers and, you know, you typed it up and it was all great. But a couple of things, you know, Phil was like, this is great, you know, how it's said, but it doesn't feel like me talking. So what we did was we took the information that Chris had and we started all over again and we were like, um, okay, we're going to do it page by page. And I always say to my husband, when you talk about these amazing stories that happened with Def Leppard, because, you know, Phil, it's his life. So he'll, he's like, no one's interested in that. Because when you tell a story 87,000 times, you feel like everyone's heard it. But I told him no, because your demographic is constantly growing and changing. And so the children are growing up. They need to know, you know, so you have people pass away. They're Def Leppard fans. Their great grandchildren come up. They're Def Leppard fans. So you're constantly retelling yeah. Story. So I said, you can't ever get, you know, bored of it. So we have to figure out a way that you tell this story and it sounds like you talking. When people read the book, they want to know it's you because there are things he'd read and he'd be like, oh, I wouldn't say that. And it would just be little things like, um, you know, uh, they don't say, what is it? They say, is it middle class, blue collar? Like it's it's different words, you sure, know, that sure. you say. You know, um, you know, a lorry is a truck. You know, stuff like that. So um, we went through the entire book, and um, Phil, even when he would go away, he would send me pages that he wrote. I'd look at them and just be like, okay, so how would Phil say this? And I'd ask him questions about the material that Chris wrote. And then Phil would begin to answer the question and I would type exactly what he said. And I'd be like, and he'd be like, how do I say? And I'm like, you just did it. So that's really with the, with the, with the culmination of all of the wonderful work that Chris did. And then Phil and I sat down and turned it into Phil speaking. And that's what I think everyone kind of really feels because it, Turns it's Phil's words. So you know when he's describing his early years in girl and when he's in the club and the London scene. You know and he's talking about you know some girl threw up on somebody else. You know it's him actually speaking and telling the story. So I think once that kind of like modus operandi started happening, it became easier, and then it just flowed and it came out, and everyone was like, you know, I felt like you know you were talking to me. And I was like, because he's talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> and that's really, that's really it. And he was pleased with it in the long run as well. So, and Chris is great, you know, he's amazing. You know, we love him. So um, we were able to just kind of, you know, pull that out. Because when I'm with Phil, I'm always like, how, he goes, how would I say so-and-so? I go, just say it. Just, just say it. It's a different world. You just say it. People want to hear what you have to say. You know, the internet has made us closer, more informal. And so if you say something that sounds like a speech, it's going to be impersonal. And that's not what this is. So, yeah, you guys, I'll I'll say you absolutely nailed it on his perspective because as I read it, I'm reading it in his voice. I'm hearing his voice as I'm reading it. So I'm like, yeah, you you totally nailed that. (laughs) You're going to have some good dreams tonight, Helen. Uh, we, we apologize. We apologize for him before we end the show. Sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm fanboy geeking out here. Sorry, never fanboyed before. Bromance. This is, told us he this is my you biggest I went, one. I went. Oh no, he's gonna fanboy. I just know. Don't, don't tell Phil, please. Uh, 
I'll send you a picture. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's let's talk about. Um, let's move. So on. you did a lot of the Delta let's Deep stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's, let's move on. Uh, you want to talk about the Delta Deep stuff? Yeah. Sure. Um, All right. Deep, Go ahead. When, so so you know, Debbie, Phil, and I wrote the first song in New Zealand in our kitchen out there in Queenstown, and um, we were like, okay, because Debbie and Phil. Um, my godmother Debbie, she's been singing from the from the, the cradle, you know. So when I married Phil, I was like, yeah, you know, she sang at the wedding, and I always said to him, I was like, if you and Debbie did something, oh my god, this would be so crazy. So one day he played this song, and it was "Muddy Water Blues" by Paul. Oh, but anyway, he played "Muddy Water Blues," and. I said, you and Debbie, oh, you would kill it. Next thing you know, Debbie was in New York. Phil got the guitar. I called Debbie. I said, oh, Debbie, Phil is out here doing this song. You need to hear the words. You need to learn the words. She came out. And then they did the song together. And it was amazing. So they, they would play it for a couple of friends in the living room. And then Phil had to do something for some TV show, an interview. And then Debbie was with him. And then they did the song on like a morning you know, TV show. And then um, the Gerson Institute, you know, Charlotte Gerson, um, we went there because um, Phil had raised money for the Institute by um, auctioning off a guitar, and then Debbie and Phil performed there. And that's where people were like, where can we get the album? And we were like, uh, uh, right, back to the drawing board. And then it turned, and then we went to New Zealand, we wrote that song, and we came home, then we continued to write. And... The, we were like this feel because Debbie, you know, she has this gospel soul voice, you know, just Aretha. And the, the description of the band, one uh, journalist said that if Aretha Franklin sang front for Led Zeppelin, you know, Gosh, so um, we were trying to figure it out. And we were like, it's the Mississippi, but it's the Delta, but it feels it's deeper than that. And I was like, yo, why don't we just call it Delta Deep? And they were like, oh, that's it. So then... Everything goes with concept. I'm a concept person being a costume designer because you need concept to carry the vision. So I said, well, if we're doing the Delta, it's kind of like, um, you know, the, uh, the juke joints back in the day, they were in the woods and, um, you know, like uh, black people would go to these little shacks and they would have like catfish and they'd be playing, you know, guitar and the fiddle and they'd be dancing and stuff like that. I said, it's old timey. And that's what a concept for, photography came in and that's the uh what's it called like the guero type um you know where it just looks like it's almost burned you know right yeah. and so i researched that type of photograph and then sat each one of them in front of i bought like these different type of you know backgrounds and drops and played with them until i found the right one and then i sat each one of them in front of it took the photo and then I went in on post-editing to create kind of this feeling. So it's a distressed kind of, you know, thing. But not so much where the picture is just gone. And um, yeah. then we looked for the album cover concept. And I said, well, it's that shot. It's that juke joint. And Phil and I went to um, San Clemente. And they had like a petting zoo. But they have a... Um, like it was a shack and we walked by and I said, that's it. It's got the bathtub outside, the wheel, you know, and 
So I took a photo of that and I ran it through that process again of, you know, that type of uh, distressing. And um, that was the album cover. And we just rolled from there with the photography. It just, it, and the music then also became influenced by that feeling. So the album itself is, I'm not even gonna front, is fire. The album is amazing. And then Joe Elliott guests with Debbie. There are songs that uh, they did covers of. So Joe Elliott is on there. David Coverdale does private number with Debbie. Um, uh, what? Uh, yeah. So that was it. That was David and Joe on that one. Then we did two tours, East Coast and a West Coast, and then we did a live album. Um, that was at filmed at Daryl's house. Um, uh, Daryl Hall from Hall and Oates yep. has the place, yep. you know, in Poland. So we went there, and um, that's where the audio was from for the live album. Did they do the live video of that as well? Because I know he does a lot of video stuff for the yes. channel. Yeah, it comes with the packet. So when you perform there, it's a part of the deal. So we got right. it as well. So that's why if you go on YouTube and pull up Delta D, you know, like live, you'll see um, okay. uh, the videos are from there. The, the, okay. the, uh, the, the performance of like Bless These Blues. Oh, that's my song. So Bless These Blues, that video is uh, from the Dallas house. That's so cool. Is, is there more Delta Deep coming? Well, the, the, this COVID thing, man. So Robert DeLeo, what happened was about two years ago, Stone Temple Pilots reformed. They got a lead singer, amazing guy, and they started working on their album. So Robert and his brother have been busy with that. And so we um, utilized another bass player named uh, Craig Martini, who filmed it when he did the G4 um like the tar camps oh, right. yeah, yeah. and um so we met uh craig and just amazing so craig's been filling in for robert but and forrest is still there but it's a matter of just trying to you know simulate get everything together but um they are working on a song that i think is going to come out did you guys see the doobie brothers when they did uh they released a video not too long ago and they did taking it to the streets yeah. You saw the video and the way mm -hmm. he swiped it, everybody's at home. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Um, another one they did, I, I, it, it was it was the cover, it wasn't theirs. And I can't remember which what it was, and I played it for my family sitting on the back deck, and they were mm -hmm. all like, yeah, that's mm -hmm. great, Dad. And I was just enthralled with it. Oh, but they, yeah, they did. They, they, they did one of their songs, but they did it like, you know, everybody's at home, but the way they cut it was nice. And so um, we are looking to do like a Delta Deep, kind of joint like that so because you got to oh, keep awesome. the music going because uh yeah that's cool yeah you got to be creative in our sort of lockdown situation yeah. fine. that's how this came about by the way yeah, absolutely. I love it. This, is awesome. <laughs> this is so awesome it really is it's very cool okay yeah. um how are you doing on time you okay yep you're fine okay cool let's uh you want to dive into something specific you want to jump right into the sure. white snake one uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's Joel Hoekstra. Um, yep. And that was, uh, where were we? That's actually in Sheffield. And um, Whitesnake was performing. They, 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 it was Whitesnake and this is wild. Um, but Joel, his hair is amazing. And I had all of these different shots of him, but he just does this hair whip. And I kept trying to catch it. 
And I finally was able to get a few, but this one came out. This was one of the best ones, but I will tell you about this. I was supposed to shoot White Snake probably about four or five nights before this. And the night that I decided to do it, I said, okay, you know, I'll go in and um, I had shot maybe three nights of White Snake and this was the last night that I was gonna shoot. The memory card, I had shot the previous nights of White Snake, wrapped in Ah, uh, uh, it, it been there. Drawing. When this show started, I was That's like, cool. wait, I got one chance to get this right. So all of my White Snake pictures are from the last night. I freaked out, but I was fine. So um, this is all like me, you know, going, okay, he whips his hair now. Yeah. And the other photo I sent you last was, um, uh, no, this was last, but the other photo in right. there, I think, Red Beach. And um, he's playing with um, Michelle Loopy. And uh, Michelle is on bass. Is Red, did I send that? Let's see. Yeah. Right. That's, uh, that's uh, uh, right, right here, right here. Here we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, they're just so energetic. So, this is Michelle is French, and he was amazing, uh, amazing bass player. And that's Reb Beach, and that was the first night I met Reb, like seriously, to take photos of him. You know, because the other nights I didn't, re I was intimidated because, you know, he's so, he's a monster. You know, and I didn't want to be like in front of him, like. You know, he looks down and goes, what the hell is she doing? So finally, I just got my guts and was like, I'm going to take this shot, you know. And so I got, I think that's the only shot I got. In. And, you know, I was pleased with it. So I let it ride. Yeah. I threw a sepia overtone on that bad boy and called it a day. <laughs> yeah, uh, you, uh, you nailed it. That's awesome. Thank you so much. <laughs> It's it's so cool to see all these shots because again I'm I'm sort of geeking out on your photos because these uh -oh. are all my childhood heroes uh -oh. that you're that you're showing me these awesome shots of. This one with Ricky Rocket throwing the drumstick in the air. Um, that was a fluke. That was by chance. I did. I had my camera on speed on that one because he was doing a drum solo and I kept missing the drumstick, so I just put it on speed and I caught that shot. So I was pretty happy about that. One. Now, uh, Leopard and Poison toured several times. I, I caught, uh, that, I think that's when I originally met you was that 2015 mm -hmm. or something like that. Yeah. Now, Ricky's, if I remember correctly, he's quite a photographer as well. Is yes. that right? Did yes. you guys talk yes. shop at all? No, you know what? Because it's so busy on, and everybody's just back and forth. Oh. So every time yeah. I saw him, we were just kicking it like just, you know, laughing jokes and stuff. But we never really talked. I didn't really talk photography outside of, you know, the show starting half hour, get my stuff together. I kept the job on the floor. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. yeah. All right, let's and jump through a couple poison you. shots here. Yeah. This yeah. is awesome. Bobby, Bobby Doll, thank you. I love, the, I love the shadowing on his face, too, his look. Oh, oh. The, the concert lights help, but that's 60% of the shot, really, you know? You know, and, and the green and stuff. The, the one shot I wanted to point out was... Um, you have man rays. You got Phil, and and it looks like Phil is kneeling. It's the black and white. It's the black and white, and uh, nope, not that one. Go up. It's three of them. It's the three of them. Yeah, this one right here with uh, Phil. Paul. Yep. Nope. Phil. Oh, Paul this one right here. Here. Right here. Yep. Yep. We took that in a pissy alley 
in London. We are in an alley, and I put that up with duct tape on the side of a building and put my flash on. And we took shots for man rays. Like, literally, it was disgusting. And I said, guys, we got to get this shot. They got dressed inside of um, the studio, it was Sheffield Studios. They came outside. They're like, where are we shooting? I said, right back here. I was like, do not touch the ground. <laughs> and we took the shot, and literally, I think I took three or four of the ones that you see, the individuals, and that was it. And, we were and, and this is, all, is this on the CD? Um, the, that Man Rays, this is for their punk, punk, roots rock album that came out in 2000. Right. Yeah. Yep. So those promo shots, we use all of them. Love yep. that shot. Thank you. So natural cool. light, you said, or you use a flash? I used my flash and natural light. It was a sunny day, but sunny in London means use your flash. <laughs> I was say it looks like an off-camera flash from the left. Yeah. Yeah. Well done. Excellent. Yeah. Thank you so much. And was this the same session or different session? Same session. Same session. I didn't use flash on this, so the sun is, as you can see, coming from the left side. Yep. I like the expressions well on their faces. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cool. See, Paul really doesn't like taking pictures because he says the lines, you know, in space. I love the lines. I think they add so much character. So, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's a great. That's why I have that other picture of him where he's just kind of looking. He's sitting down. His hand is on his chin. He's he's a great. He's a great subject. Yeah, this one. He was thinking about something, and I said his name. He just looked at me, and I took the shot. I wish yeah. I had my camera. Okay. Having the camera and being ready. I mean, that's, that's, I mean, that is what you do. So you're, that is so cool yeah. that you have the ability just to do the, you know, just the simple moments. I mean, that's really the, the key to a lot of this is just those subtle, simple moments and capturing them. And you know, the, the thing that I've learned too, especially with them, which is great. You know, you got to know what shot you want in your head and just get it because, you know, people are antsy. So when I shoot them, I'm just like, all right, let's go. I'll do like five or six shots. I'm like, okay, we're out. And they're like, you're done? Yeah. Because I'd rather be done before they say, are we finished yet? <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Let's. Uh, That's uh, Mexico there with the band. What'd you say? Say that again? That's Mexico. That's stuff like in Mexico, and that shot of Phil this one right here? next to it. Oh, yeah, that's Mexico. That picture, oh, um, one of the first time I got asked to call out, on, I got asked to come out on a drum rider, and they were like, Helen, come out, take a picture. And I was like, uh, oh, awesome. okay. And I came out, and um, and Joe said, everybody wave at Helen. And so awesome. The perfect that's shot. thrilling. That is and and it, it's great with the band, but if you look at everybody's yep. face, the people, oh, yeah. Yeah, it's about, it's about. It's They'll remember this forever, too, and having the the photo as well, so cool. And with oh, people cool. way in the back, all the way up in the top back right. there, too. Yeah. Hands it must up. have been quite the feeling looking back. What a thrill, that. Helen. Look, and I think, <laughs> <laughs> and I think, I think for the, for the, if I remember correctly, for the Mexico stuff, there was a lot of behind the scenes footage for oh. that. I Tons shot of stuff. That. Yeah, I shot yeah, that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You have a lot of video stuff, right? Or is yeah, it, yeah. Like on their website or YouTube or something like that. It's on YouTube. It's on YouTube. Yeah. And then I did. Um, I did a. I don't know if you saw it. I did a 
Def Leppard fan tribute where it's only photos of the fans. And yep. it's to Kings of the World. Because yep. I think that the most fascinating thing about any tour, show, concert is it's the people. The people make it that. When I was VIP, people would call my job phone and say they didn't know whether to get a ticket or pay their gas. But they're going to get the ticket and figure out the gas or the electricity. And so when people were choosing between life stuff and getting VIP treatment with, they didn't even meet the band. Def Leppard didn't start meeting anybody until 2013 in Vegas. So I was there from 2009. So that's four years, you know, basically before they even said hi to anyone. And these people were still deciding whether they were going to get VIP for a seat in rows one through 10. You have to make sure that you treat these people like royalty because they are. They're the yeah. reason the band is the band. They are, the fans matter so much. And that's why I enjoyed it. And to this day, on my Facebook page, it's the fans. There are so many of them that I know personally. I know their name. I see them. I met fans and became so cool with them. I would make them my assistant when I came to a city. To give them, <laughs> even Because they were cool, but to even give them that experience. It's, you know, a lot of people, they'd be like, oh, she's married to Phil. You know, they don't know that you're real. But if you extend that handout, you know, they go, okay. And I go, see, this is normal stuff. We got to work. We got to be on time. We got to get this straight. And, and, you know, there's the band. And they're like, whoa. But then they're like, well, we need to do this for the band. So the fans are number one. And the reason why I love the job so much is because, like I said, I'm a Jackson head. Michael Jackson, Jermaine, Jackie, Tito, Randy, Marlon, Latoya, Ruby, Janet, you name it, everybody. So I know what it's like to be a fan. I saw the Jacksons live. That album, 1981, Madison Square Garden, I was there, you know. So my friends were holding me by my collar so I wouldn't throw myself off the mezzanine. So I understand <laughs> that feeling of, oh my God, I can't think straight. Wait, I know this song. This is, go sleep, you're like, he's singing to me. Is he? I think he is. You know, so when you encounter that, and you have to work for those people you want it to be their best experience. So every time I look at this photo and see how happy the people were, it just warms my heart. When I was walking through the crowd and with the video footage and I would walk through, you know, they, they call that like the, the runway or the catwalk, and I would film the people, oh, the rush that I would get because they're saying hi and waving in the camera. And I'd be like, I'd catch like little kids, like maybe 16, 17 years old, and if they saw me looking at them, they would freak out. And I'd be like, smile for the camera. When people see you taking their photo, because it's not all focused on the band, you, you've just made someone's night. We don't know what anyone's day is going into this place. But if you can make it worth their while, and I have that access, it's, it's multi-layered. It's not just about me. It's not just about the band. It's about the fans. You're not the only photographer that said that on a show, too. And I think we yeah. feel the same way. We'll turn around and look at the crowd and say, you know, this is cool. They're uh, here for them, but wow, yeah. these people are having fun. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you know, yeah. I, you know, I love them. I think they're so cool. You know, hey, fans. <laughs> absolutely. Uh, let's. Um, I want to get to some more landscape stuff in a moment, but let's do a few more concert things. Uh, any, anything else specific that you want to um, talk about? Let's see. 
Brett Michaels, it was hard to get him because um, he moved around a lot. Yeah. So it was like, I don't know, it was like pulling teeth trying to get a shot of him because it'd be like his head turned, or his head, you know. And I was, yeah. and, I, and I had said to him, I was like, I'm going in the pit. And he was like, oh, you could try and get a, a good shot of me. You know, he's so sweet. He was like, oh, my face is probably going to look crazy. Whatever. And he's such a handsome guy, but he's so humble. You know what I mean? So I said, Brent, I'm going to get an amazing shot. You know, like, I am. So then, of course, you spend the show trying to get an amazing shot. But you're like, I put my foot in my mouth and I <laughs> got to get this shot. But lo and behold, he, you know, has a brilliant smile. And really, the whole time with him, I was just waiting for him to flash that smile. You know, it wasn't about the song. It was because Brett's personality to me is in his smile. He's at peace in front of that audience and he smiles with his eyes. And so when I caught that, to be honest with you, I put my camera down. I didn't shoot anymore. I caught that shot. That was it. I got two shots of Brett. And the first one is a really nice one. You know, he got his hand out, but it's classic. Anybody could have took it. So I was like, no, I need something that shows I have access. That's the other thing with shooting. I like my shots to look like I have access, you know? Yeah. So that's where you may see the artist looking at me or some type of interaction or me being in a place where you go, only someone with access could have took that shot. Because now that everyone does have iPhones, what do we do to differentiate ourselves from those people? So now we have to shoot, you know, more in that bubble to show that we're supposed to be there, you know? Yeah, and, I, and so one of the things we've talked about many times is the ability to capture the eyes on these shots is really, I mean, because the eyes, everything, as you just said, you can, they smile in their eyes and you can just, you've you got the eyes right there and they're crystal clear, they're in focus and you can just see the personality coming out of them. So, well done. Great teeth. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> Brett's such a, He's such a showman too. He's, yeah. he, he just yeah. he just loves what he does, and he does it so well. Yeah. All right, let's. Um, how you doing on time? You okay? Uh, yeah, probably got like another five minutes because my. Time okay, so let's ahead. let's jump into some landscape stuff if you want. Yeah. Um, let's see. That's New Zealand, the snow-capped mountain. And right that, okay. that, that one, this is so. This is New Zealand, and this is called Lake Erskine. It's at the top of a mountain. And anytime I go to a, a place that has beautiful, you know, um, air, is what I call it, I get in a helicopter and I shoot. So I'll take a uh -huh. helicopter tour and I shoot out. And so that's Lake Erskine, they call it like the lake in a bowl. The top of the mountain is carved out. Phil and I actually went on this helicopter tour. The helicopter landed on the side of the lake and the water is blue from a mineral that comes up from underneath. And so um, I shot, I have scenes where I shot like the actual blue water. It looks like something out of like Legends of the Fall or something. It's it, like, it doesn't even look real. Not even Legends of the Fall, how about Legend? <laughs> doesn't even look real. So um, I like to shoot, these are different. These are access to the earth, you know? So the landscapes I like to show that um, just stuff that we wouldn't normally see. And I always think, you know, you open up a magazine, you go, how the hell did they get that shot? They were in a helicopter, stupid. Okay, so then you go in a helicopter and you take the shot, so. It's breathtaking, yeah. It's wonderful. Thank you. So nice. 
and I like seeing them stuff, you know, it's, yeah, that's yeah. a that's the mountaintop, we, that's helicopter shot, um, snow-capped mountains, we did, um, it was turning into spring, and so we did a trip that actually began with snow-capped mountains and began to turn into greenery, so this was probably maybe a third into the trip. Oh, wow. And that's New Zealand, that's Queenstown. Uh, yeah. New Zealand is on the road to Bordeaux right there. Yeah, and right. <laughs> this, this, this shot right here is the road to paradise. There is a town in, Queens, in, in New Zealand, the South Island, called Paradise. And they have a small river, and it's called the River Jordan. And you have to cross over. And um, Phil was driving, and I stuck my phone out the window and took the shot because I couldn't believe the sky. This is really about the sky. I didn't touch anything. The sky looked like that that day. It was I, The only word I can use is, like, holy. It, it, it was amazing, you know. And then, you know, we were in this whole, we were still in game. This is, oh, my God. The Lord of the Rings. We were in Lord of the Rings because, you know, Peter Jackson yeah. fell in New Zealand. So we went to Paradise because we heard that's where he filmed. And we were looking for locations. So this is, we were driving. I was like, look at the sky. And we, I just shot. And yeah, there's a car up ahead. You can even see the, there's a car in the lower oh, yeah. left. Yeah, sure. Yep, the, the phone, I'm telling you. So, so awesome. And that was, the, you said that was shot with the iPhone 5. 60 miles an hour. <laughs> 60 miles an hour. <laughs> Out the window. <laughs> well done. Very well done. Okay, let's. Um, that I was put that Notre one. Dame in there because, well, this is a Sham song. Like, I laid it oh, out. Oh, okay, yep. Yeah. Um, and that. That was, uh, was that last year? I think it was. But um, the Notre Dame one I put in there because it's gone. You know, they got to rebuild it. So I, I, we went to visit. This is the 850th anniversary of the church. And we went, I took so many shots of this church inside and out. And now I'm so glad that I have them. Um, I yeah. took really close-up shots because the ornate, decor like it just carved on the doors it's just like worlds of art you know um absolutely amazing so i just i'm really happy to have it so i, I just put it in here just speaking of yeah. buildings all day I, I love them aren't they amazing yeah. Yeah. yeah so nice yeah absolutely uh and there we go there's another one. Oh yeah 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 so cool. When you when you're out on the road and stuff, do you get like days off to go out and shoot and, and stuff like that? Or, or? Well, yeah, you, you know they do every other day. So me and Phil would always, um, especially when we're in Europe, we're, we we actually will hit the hotel, change our clothes, find the Starbucks, and then we hit the street. <laughs> nice. We are always out. Always out. That's so cool. So cool. So we're on your website. Okay. HelenCollinPhotography.com. Yeah. Do you do you ever sell any work or anything like that? Um, at my exhibits, people bought stuff. Okay. But I'm open to if someone was like, "Oh, I want to print," you know, be like, "Okay." But it's you know, it's so far and few between, you know. But um, I haven't sold so, anything on the site. So this is your most recent exhibit right here, 2019. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so I have a New Zealand piece in there. That's Mount. That's dragons. That's uh, the second picture is dragons. That's that's um, a part oh, of right. it. Yep. That's a part of it. This uh, was taken on my iPhone. 
out of a window. <laughs> nice. Yeah, that is Prague. Um, that is that's uh, here. That's we were on our way to Catalina Island. So I shot that. Yeah, that line in the sky. It, it was crazy. I don't know what that was supposed to be, but that was there. So I just shot this bottom one. Is so these are this is dragon suit. These two um, in the Maui. Oh, yeah, wow, that's amazing yeah, looking. Those are, that's yeah, cool. someone bought that and the other one as a triptych, the, the three of those, yeah. Now, did you have all these printed on metal, you said? You mentioned yes. that earlier. Yes, okay, cool. yes. Yeah, I've got a lot of metal. Yeah. That's, that's, uh, that's Maui. That's um, uh, this circle uh, kind of, I don't know, it was like a maze. That's my little mm. goddaughter. And um, oh, awesome. I was taking the picture and she was walking the maze. And I just, I thought it was very good. Yeah, so we ha- we have one of these Makes labyrinths. We, we actually have a couple of these here, the labyrinths. I think there's a website you can actually go and look up the different labyrinths okay. across the world. And they're usually, I, I want to say, usually managed by the local church or something to that effect. Yeah, okay. Really, yeah, really this cool. This is a spiritual place. You have to yeah. say a prayer and put a stone in the middle. Yep, very okay. nice. Yeah. This is Dust Dragon's Tooth again. I can, I can start to see, I can tell yeah. now by looking at them that, yeah. yeah. And then that that's was the labyrinth. The long, yep. the labyrinth that's long. that's um, beautiful. That was in Prague. This below it, that's a, this statue is actually only 12 inches high. Yeah, it's 12 inches, it was teeny. But I thought that the, I just thought it was amazing the, the detail that went into it. And so yeah. I just zoomed in and captured it. It's just this it tiny like, little thing on the side of the church. Looks gigantic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the, that's the detail of it, right? That's all Prague. This is all Prague. This is the St. Charles Bridge, all of the uh, sculptures that line the St. Charles Bridge. Oh, wow. Awesome. Yeah, that's Maori right there. Maori, yeah, I was going to say. Beautiful. Yeah. Oh, Maori, yeah. So and beautiful. And that's um, Molokuai. Molokuai, I think that's how you say it. That's Maori. With the Molokai. Molokai. Moon over Molokai. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, there you go. And uh, that's Prague, Prague. Uh, I was shooting the sculptures. That's uh, going to Catalina. And uh, that's Singapore. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's cool. Looking. Nice. So, is that yeah, from that, a helicopter? Um, no, that, that is from the roof of that hotel. We from a car going oh, wow. miles an hour. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, awesome. Really Thank you. So... Do you have any so anyways, lined up for 2021? Yeah. Um, you know, I, it's, it's, it depends on COVID-19. Yeah, you know, true. COVID-19 because, you know, I have a two-year-old and we're just taking serious precautions. When I had Jackson, um, I had complications after the birth where I almost bled out. They put me in a um, five-day medically induced coma. And um, Phil had to leave the tour the first day of the tour and he came out for seven days and stayed by my side at the hospital. And so, um, and then when they took me out of the coma, my left lung collapsed. And so they had to take care of that. So, you know, I'm, I'm being very careful with my health and taking care of myself. And then mm-hmm. Bill is over 60, he's 62. So, you know, we just want to make sure that we remain healthy and in, we mask up, we kind of chill. Everything we need is right here. That's my god sister, Nakia. That's Debbie's daughter, actually. Um, And this was uh, the, that's uh, Singapore, no, that's Hong Kong. Yeah, is that Hong Kong? No, that is Shanghai. Yes. (laughs) 
outside. But um, the, the, the whole deal is to make sure that we're as healthy as possible for Jackson. So uh, until 2021 comes and, you know, what's going on with vaccines, we're just kind of chilling. Yeah. That's all you can do. Yeah. Yeah, well. I'm going to geek out for a quick second and just let you know I am like one of the biggest Def Leppard fans. So much of a Def Leppard fan that my son is named Elliot Joseph. Really? Uh, and, oh. Yeah. Yeah. And I actually sing in a Def Leppard tribute as well. So I just I just who, had to geek out for a quick are second. You, are you I'm, I'm the Joe Elliot. I'm the singer, yeah. Yeah, so I was just no. He's Helen. I just had the key. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, technically correct. I am the Helen of the band. You are. Taking you know what? That's cool. Let me show you this. So Phil gave me this as a wedding present. People don't even know I have this. He gave me a bass. Look at that! Ooh, man, that's oh weird. wow, a bass. Oh, awesome! Oh yeah. He, he, he that is beautiful. It. Like the that colors. That is beautiful. Oh, oh, that's awesome! Holy, smokes. that is so cool. That's my that is sweet. So, how, so uh, you want to play us a tune? Hell no. Hell no. <laughs> Do a little slapping Hell on it? No. Well, okay, no for us. Yeah, right. Hell no. I ain't that. I ain't that person. I'll show you a hat before I play you a tune. <laughs> <laughs> you know right, maybe maybe next time. You know, I'm supposed to keep practicing. He gave me two Thanks. Led Zeppelin nice. songs to to practice on, so I do those. You know, but which you know, ones? I, I ain't into the next time we have you on. <laughs> Helen, you're gonna make us a promise. The next time we have you on, you're gonna play for us. Okay. Come on, you're a very you just guaranteed woman. She ain't I'm never coming her eyes. Back. That's a, I am never gonna come on this show with you idiots again. She's never returning my email. Like it was great until. Better go, Glenn. Do you know my uncle yeah, Bob by a funny chance? <laughs> yeah. No, that's a, a running joke from previous shows. Hey, well, yeah. So, all right. So, wait, so wait, let's. Uh, so if, you're, if you're a Def Leppard fan, I'll tell you this. Um, Joe, okay. well, he says that to everybody. I was shooting the band, and I shot, uh, you know, pictures of Joe as well. There's one picture in particular that I shot of Joe that I thought was absolutely beautiful. Joe told me that when his mother saw it, she had it blown up. It sits on top of her uh, fireplace, and she said it's the best picture that she's seen of her. Oh, so cool. The shot that I took of him, but it's one of those shots when I was like, he looks quite handsome there. <laughs> <laughs> the so <woman> cool. <laughs> rest of yeah, us you got the, I mean, pictures. You got the eye for it, no doubt about it. Well, you know, so cool, I, yeah. You know, you, you go for it. I was just like, his face lines up really nicely with his eyes. Like, That's really cool. <laughs> That's awesome. So cool. The... Um, do you uh, also um, the current? I don't know if you, I don't know who the current is. It Ryan that's the current photographer for them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so the current. So Kevin Nixon is the current yep. Def Leppard photographer. Okay. And the videographer is Ryan. Um, oh, okay. Is it was Ryan? I can't remember his last Ryan. name. But I reached but out Ryan, to him as well. Ryan, he he's amazing. So Ryan came on the scene because he hit me up through Facebook one year because. Um, I was looking for, we were doing Delta Deep and I was looking for someone to do video. And he hit me up and sent me uh, this video that he redid cutting, you know, Def Leppard stuff. And I was like, oh my God, this guy's amazing. And so we started using him for Delta Deep stuff. And then I remember one day I saw him on tour and he was like with Rick Allen. I said, hey, what are you doing? They scooped him up. I said, Ryan, oh, nice. Helen Colin Discovery. He is, but Ryan nice. is my 
sweetheart. He's amazing. These guys on this tour and, the, you know, out there, they're so talented. But the thing about them, they're so sweet. They're so nice. They're so humble and so talented. So it makes it great to work with them because collaborations are possible, you know. And they, I don't know, there's just heart, you know. There's just heart. And, and they're fun. You know, like, you guys are a blast. You know what I mean? It's like that thing. All of you remind me of crew, that crew. Def Leppard has like the best crew ever. Everyone is That's so cool. very serious about their work, very talented, but funny. You know, it's like you gotta, you, got, you don't know, they catch you off guard, they crack a joke right in the middle of you being serious. You'd be like, oh, you just slayed me right now. I, what am I gonna do, you know, so. Okay, she just compared you to the real Joe Elliott. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know about that, but thanks. <laughs> it was funny. <laughs> Before we call it a night, anything that you wanted to talk about that we missed or anything? Um, no, you guys covered it all. I love the way that you support each other. I love the way that you started this show to continue. This is wonderful. And You're I love Live Nation. It brought us all together. So I really appreciate what you've done. Hey, thanks for watching this episode of Tales from the Pit with Helen. We hope you enjoyed it. If you have questions or comments, email us at nhconcertphotogs at gmail.com. And make sure you check out all other episodes on talesfromthepit.net. We'll see you next time.